Moses went out and saw some of his friends getting beat up.
was across the line in my marriage. Or, or my only son died. got to that point, all of a sudden Pharaoh and his men are saying, what are we doing? What have we done? We let all of our hard workers go, and now we're stuck here. And let's get them back. What were we thinking? We can see God's people in some situations in our lives. We think, man, there's just no way you're going to get us there. The doctor had told me said it doesn't look any good. There's no hope. No hope. Listen to this. This is what God's people saw with their own eyes when they turned around and they were between a sea and seeing the army coming back to get them. There was no hope at that moment until God showed up. Until God said, you know what, Moses, I want you to stretch your hand out over that sun, the sea started to part. And I'm telling you, if I saw that with my own eyes, I don't think I'd ever go through this world ever doubting God again. Because I would say, man, you know what? I saw God part a sea, and we passed on dry ground. There was no muck we were going through. It wasn't like the Mississippi River where you just, even though it looks dry, you step in it, you go through about four foot of mud. <laughs> they walk past it on dry ground, and then all the sun it swallowed up the army. The army was finished. The Israelites were set free. They were in the wilderness now, being led by God Himself. There was no president. There was no king. God himself was leading them through a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud by day. So it's this incredible story. Then to feed them, they wake up and there's a fresh man on the field. Just would appear naked. Naked. Hey, should I come and see? See all these things, and then you kind of see the story kind of takes a turn. People weren't still for sure. We started hearing some rumors that people were saying they'd rather go into slavery because they thought God was just taking them out the to the wilderness to die. Well, I don't like this man. I want meat. If we just went back to Egypt, they fed us steak. All these little complaints that would hold them back from getting to the promised land, getting to the place where God has had it all worked out for them to enjoy. So they get to this place. Getting ready to cross over into the promised 
Jesus is getting ready. And you know what? Let's send some spies. Let's get some scouts. Send them over just to check on the land and let's let's hear some good reports. Let's let's hear how awesome this land. Let's see if it truly is the land flowing with milk and honey. Now it starts out in, in uh, chapter one. I'm going to skip, but just because I'm skipping doesn't mean that we're just I'm cherry picking anything. I'm just saving a little bit of time and and uh, go back and read it. It all has meaning. So I'm just trying to save a little bit of time. There's no rhyme or reason just because of that. So it starts with chapter 13, verses 1 through 2. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. For each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader among you. Now let's skip down to, to uh, verse 17. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the, the people who dwell in it are, storing, are, are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and, and spied out the, the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rahab near the entrance of Hamish. So they're scouting. Excited to, to get in there and, and get the resources and come back 
Let's do those things. So let's go on and see see what happens here. So verse 25, and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. They spent 40 days uh, scouting. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness praying at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed him the fruits of the land. They told him, told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are, are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Ham there. The Milakites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell in the, by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb, one of the spies, quieted the people before Moses said, with excitement, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go, go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. There they had the grapes, the fruit. They saw God them excited. Seeing two guys having to carry one grapevine, sweet little grapes, go over to, to uh, all of them. Sometimes they have those sweet grapes that are so good. And they see them with their big old grapevine. good, guess what? Until, until they saw their giants. Until they saw what they were really up against. <laughs> it's fun to dream. We always enjoy looking at some of this property over here. Man, can you, can you just see what kind of picture youth building or children's building out there and addition? How can you do this thing? And man, you can dream up and then somebody always There's always a few that have to deal with Joshua the spies. I saw that and are we doubting the prophets? Are we doubting what God is saying to Moses? God spoke to Moses and said he was giving us the land. 
Why don't we just go in there today and get it? Take possession of it. Why don't this morning, if you're facing sickness, if you're facing problems in your life, why don't you this morning just say, God, you know what? I'm done with this thing. I want some answers today. I want some, I need help right now. Sometimes you got to just go in and take possession. Take control. Faith versus doubt. This is what we're up against, my friends. We have faith. We have to have faith. If we're a Christian, if we're serving God, we have to have faith. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We have to know what faith is in our life. And we know doubt and fear is the biggest enemy of faith. Are we risk-takers, or are we just playing it safe? We say, oh, there's an army out there, and God said he was going to give it to us, but it's not of me. Let's just wait. Let's just wait until our army gets bigger, until we get more resources filled up for ourselves, and then we'll just be roaming in the wilderness human nature to walk away from faith and accept man's opinion as the facts. These twelve, or these ten scouts, these spies, their bad report, their doubt in God tainted the whole history of the Israelites. They went in. They were so Shape your history. Your doubt shapes your history. Your faith shapes your history. It wasn't too long ago, six years ago, January, I think, 16th, right here, I think it was, my brother's pastor. Take it out and burn it. And I'm, I'm 
going to see this move. I prayed over this thing, and I'm burning that cancer up in the name of Jesus. This went on for the longest time, and then we pierced in the curtain from the doctor. We get all excited and everything. And then the next day, this baby died. I prayed so much, it just felt like so much just life. six years, and God's still speaking to me through this. Because I was actually witnessing miracles, supernatural miracles that I didn't even know. I couldn't even see. And a lot of times in the spirit realm, we cannot see. We don't know what's taking place, what God is doing before us. So all of a sudden, it begins to something wrong. And God began to show me all these miracles. Sometimes we don't really understand that the greatest miracle in this in, in all of humankind is somebody coming to Jesus. Did you know that? You know that's a greater miracle than somebody getting healed of cancer. And then God began to show me that because of his death there is other people that drew closer to God. Because my brother knew the Lord, he's safe and sound. He's my treasure in heaven. Safe and sound in heaven. No more pain, no more sickness. All these little things that God began to speak and say, you know what, I, I still heal. I still save, I still move. Somebody comes in a wheelchair and just pray for them, just like you would somebody that, that always comes down um, during the altar call. Just lay your hands on them and say, I believe you can all this And they get out of that wheelchair and they walk out. And their faith in Him. Sometimes he does things that we just kind of, in our little pea brain minds, whether you have, if you just graduated with a diploma or you have a doctorate, you just cannot figure out God's goodness, God's mercy, God's grace. 
six years later, the very next time I would come into this church, for my brother's funeral, I'd be coming as an associate pastor. I wasn't even looking for this, my friends. Wasn't even, I didn't go to my, to uh, the district Assemblies of God website and see what jobs are open. I was out in the hot sun building a two-story dwelling. It was by faith Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible, the unseen God. Unseen, unseen, unseen. Making no, making the crooked places straight. Walking by faith, 
going with the unknown. You got to speak this thing over your life, the word of God. Stay in the Word. You got to keep keep believing that there's miracles that are taking place that you can't even see that's happening in our lives. Got to take ownership. Life requires ownership. Ownership means responsibility, decision making, and commitment. Caleb and Joshua were aggressive to their commitment. Let's go and get what God has promised today. God wants us to see the big armies like the 12 spies saw and get excited about how He will move them out of our way. This morning, if you do not know the Lord as your Savior, this is your moment take possession. Get your salvation. Get Jesus back in your life. It's time for a repentance. Say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, God, for having the doubt that I doubted you. That I thought this thing was going to be impossible. But God, you came in. You were with me through the battle.
somebody that needs a healing. I want you to stand up as a worship team leads us into this worship. I want you to start declaring the scriptures. God, you healed me. God, by your stripes, we are healed. Just start speaking the promises of God. And I'm going to see this thing through. I'm going to see this situation through. In Jesus' mighty name.